Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Happy New Year. <laughs> Can I still say Happy New Year in this February? <laughs> anyway, so this is not a typical DWH or Dating with Herpes episode, and it's not even a story time. I just wanted to talk to you for a minute about what's been going on with me. I consider you all to be my extended family, and I know I've been MIA for a while, and some of you may have thought that I may have been gone for good. (laughs) Not yet. I'm not gone yet. (laughs) So I just wanted to share a little bit of um, what's been going on with me. So let's get started. Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. (laughs) Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Yahira.jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. So the plan was that I would just come back in January 2022, start with a new New Year's episode, welcoming a new, whole new, um, I guess, theme of DWH. Like I had a little idea of of a theme that I wanted to kind of continue, or series is a better word instead of theme. I had a series planned for the beginning of 2022, and I was like, well, I'll just, since I'm struggling here a little bit and I will say struggling and I'm I'm not using it loosely um since I'm struggling we'll just start fresh in 2022 after the new year that's what we all do new year's resolutions we take a whole new look on life and we try to do better so that was the plan so when 2022 came in I was like, okay, I've already been working on these new episodes. Let's get started. And I get COVID. That was the first thing <laughs> that's kind of prolonged my hiatus. 
I caught COVID um, and I did not catch COVID New Year's even though, even though I was out there. I was having a good time. You know, I was out there looking cute, you know, throwing it back on the dance floor <laughs> and everything. But um, I didn't catch COVID New Year's Eve. I actually caught COVID from a family member. How that person got COVID, I don't know. But I caught it from a family member. And so I was out with COVID for um, about a week, a little over a week. And it was the I believe Omicron version. So it was mild, but it still had me out. Um, And then I am dealing um, with a lot at work. So I've been distracted with work. I have a new director on my job. And you know how some people just come into a position, don't know anything about the company, but then just want to trash everything that you're doing. And you're like, wait a minute, you just got here. Okay. (laughs) So I've been dealing with... um, it's been a lot of tension. And, um, so I've been, I've been distracted with that. Um, and then also I'm trying to buy a house and that's been a lot of stress, not even stress. It's just been a lot of disappointment. So it's been a distraction of, you know, looking for houses, going online, looking for the house, going out to the property, look at the property, putting in offers, and then finding out you're losing, um, to another, um, offer. And it's just been that, and this is new to me. I've never purchased a home before. So, um, this, that's been a lot. And then also lastly, dealing still with my father's estate. My father passed away in October of 2021. And here we are four months later after his passing. And I'm still dealing with these greedy behind people. Like, you're not even his his relative. I and my sister are his only, you know, relative, living relative. My, I and my sister, my brother, we're his only living relatives, um, direct bloodline. You know, he was never married, so we found out. And, yeah, it's just been a lot. And, you know, I think what happened also, too, with my father's passing is that it triggered something. It seems like ever since my father passed away, it's like I haven't been the same. I literally have not been the same. And it's not from mourning or grief or sadness. It's just that, you know, because me and my father, we weren't that close. You know, I was, we were in each other's lives, but we weren't that close. But at the same time, I can't not ignore that after his passing, something changed in me and I, and I didn't know what to call it. You know, at at one point I was like, am I going through a midlife crisis? But I didn't want to call it a midlife crisis because I'm not in a quote unquote manic crisis state that I think a midlife crisis is like where you're trying to relive your youth and you start dressing different and you start buying things that you shouldn't buy. You know, that's, that's what, you know, we kind of have the mindset of a midlife crisis is just off of movies. That's, that's the only reference that I can kind of pull from is that, you know, what a midlife crisis is. But there's definitely been a lot of things on my mind. And, you know, death has a way of affecting people differently. Some people mourn, some people become sad, some people become angry and have a tendency to lash out while others are not affected at all. At least it seems that they're not affected. But for me, my father's death made me begin to evaluate my life. And even though I had 
started the process of evaluating my life before my father's passing, after his death, it definitely intensified. Because my father, he lived his dreams. He really did. He wanted to be a singer and he chased after it so much to it negatively affected my relationship with my father as a child because he wasn't there because he was chasing his dreams of being of being a singer and um even before his you know before he passed away while he was living in a nursing home from recuperating from having his leg amputated he was still thinking or talking about the possibilities of gigs after he recuperated or he went through, you know, his um, therapy. And um, I do admire that about him. And I couldn't help but to think of all of the dreams that I had and what happened to them. Like none of them really, you know, there are a few dreams that I've accomplished, but the majority of my dreams and all the things that I had aspired to be, they just fizzled away. And I couldn't help but to think it. I definitely was not living the life that I had dreamed for myself. And like most women, I wanted to be married with kids, working in my field of study. Shoot, I got my master's degree in my field of study, and I've never worked a day in that field. Um, And I haven't accomplished a lot of the things that I wanted to accomplish. So I began to feel a little lost after, you know, I started kind of um, just revisiting everything. It was like, what happened to those dreams? And I, I just began to feel lost. I wasn't depressed. I was just lost. And I felt like I was stuck in a wilderness of sorts, you know, like not knowing where I was headed, no sense of direction. Um, that I want to take my life from this point going forward. I had no compass, no navigation, no nothing to steer me on, you know, of which way to go. I had no idea what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I was literally in the thick of it, like into the thick of it, you know, <laughs> like the little TikTok song is, you know, there was nothing but trees and no path to be found whatsoever. I was like looking for anything to say, any type of sign to say, this is what I need to do. It's like, I can't even explain it. It was like, I didn't know what it was I wanted to do. Like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? What are my dreams? I have no dreams left. All of the dreams that I had, I felt like I had passed those, um, those stages of time, like being a singer, like my dad was a singer and I can sing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but I can sing. I could, I could sing. I was better in my younger days. Um, but I had aspirations to be a singer as well. I had aspirations to be a writer. Um, I've always wanted to have my own businesses. And although I have a business, it's not flourishing the way I had hoped it to, to flourish. And, it, it just was, I wasn't depressed. It wasn't a depression, a depression. It was a sadness of what I could have accomplished and why I didn't accomplish it. And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I consider myself to be strong. And I usually handle things on my own. But I didn't know how to ask for help 
in this instance? Even if I knew how to ask for help, what exactly was it I'm going to be asking for? Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So how can I ask for someone to help me to find a way to do this thing when I didn't know what it was I wanted to do? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, what is my destination? Where am I going? And I had no drive, no direction, no inspiration, no motivation. I mean, like literally no motivation. I felt completely lost. I was lost and I was stuck because I didn't know how to get out of it. It's like being in quicksand. You don't want to move because if you move, you'll sink. But if you don't move, you're going to be stuck. So, like, what do you do? Like, it's, it's, I don't know how even how to express it anymore. Now, the worst thing for me about being strong is that people expect you to be strong all the time. You, I rarely have an outlet to where I can ask someone for help. Because people are always asking me for help. And it, it's like it's, um, um, I don't want to say stereotype because that's not the word that I'm looking for. But it's just it's like people expect you to always be strong. So when you're not strong and you're seeking help, they come at you with stuff like, you're going to be all right. You'll be all right. You'll figure it out. You're strong. And I'm like, I don't always want to be strong right now. I'm not strong. Like I want to scream, tell me, how am I going to figure this out? Like, tell me how to figure this out. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. How can I figure out where I want to take my life? What direction I want to take my life in now? And I couldn't find anyone to help me figure this out. And um, so what did I do? I did what I always do, what I do for every, almost every episode. I decided I'm going to do some research. <laughs> and what I did is I actually researched this dreaded, disgusting word called midlife crisis. And I wanted to see what that meant, what it looked like. And since I'm in my 40s and they say that, you know, midlife crisis has happened around this time. I wanted to see what it looked like and to see if it matched what I was going through. And in the back of my mind, I was like, "Mm -mm, it's not going to match what I'm going through because I'm not going through no midlife crisis. I'm not acting crazy out here. I'm still Yahira. I'm just stuck and I don't know what to do. So I went ahead and I did the research and I found some pretty interesting information. So I decided I'm going to make this an episode. And I know that a lot of my listeners, you guys are in your 20s. You're like, I'm a long way from having a midlife crisis. This might not be the episode for you. And I would totally understand if you decide to not listen to this anymore. But I know I have some middle-aged listeners as well. And this may be helpful. And even if you're in your 20s, maybe you still should listen to it and kind of see this is what could happen. And if you feel yourself starting to feel what I was going through, you'd be like, I remember your hiring said something about this. Now, let me get myself in check before I get too deep into it. And, you know, that'll be just a, a warning um a cautionary tale for you. All right. (laughs) So I actually went 
to healthline.com. And in healthline.com, they had an article on midlife crises. So that's why I went. I didn't do a whole lot of research. Actually, it was a one-stop shop for me because I'm going to tell you something. It had me down to a T. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the article just um, started out by saying, you know, where did the term midlife crisis come from? And basically what the article says is the notion of midlife crisis comes from Elliot Jacks, who was a psychoanalyst who came up with the term in 1965. And he basically was experiencing the symptoms and he decided to do his own research and I guess studies and all of that in order to come up with a guideline or not really a guideline, but a definition of what midlife crisis is. Now, I didn't really want to look too much into the definition, but I really wanted to see when I started doing this research is if these symptoms matched mine. Because like I said, I wanted to discredit. I didn't want to say that I was going through a midlife crisis. So in the kind of checklist of emotional um, things you may be going through during a midlife crisis, it said this, It says, declining happiness and life satisfaction, aimless or loss of life purpose, self-doubt, frustration with changing life roles and responsibilities, boredom and dissatisfaction with your relationship, career, or life in general, concerns about your appearance and how how others perceive you, thoughts about death, the meaning of life or other essential concepts, changes in energy levels from increased restlessness to unusual fatigue, less motivation or interest in pursuing goals and activities you used to enjoy, mood changes including anger, irritability, and sadness, and lastly, changes in sexual desire. After reading this, I was like, wow, this sounds exactly like me with the exception of the change in sexual desires and some other things. But when I thought about midlife crisis, what I thought about midlife crisis, I thought, like I said, that it was somebody trying to revisit their youth. I didn't think about these um, descriptions or character changes And after reading it, I was like, wow, this is really describing me. These are a lot of the things that I was going through, especially the less less motivation or interest in pursuing goals and activities that you used to enjoy, um, loss, aimlessness or loss of life purpose, self-doubt. Those are like the main things. Um, yeah, those are the main things that I have been experiencing. Now, it goes on to say, if you do experience age-related distress, I like that better than (laughs) midlife crisis, age-related distress, you might fall into these three categories, and it says loosely. So the first stage, it says, is that, is the trigger. What causes 
this onset of midlife crisis or age-related distress. And it says that some stressors or moments of tension leads to concerns over aging, a loss of life purpose, or a fear of death. Some triggers include job loss, health concerns, or in my situation, a parent's death or illness, children moving out, or even day-to-day overwhelm. And when I saw that, I said, it makes sense. Because like I had just mentioned, after my father's death, I definitely felt a change in me. It was like the light switch was turned off in me. Like the motivation was gone. Um, The whole not knowing what I wanted to do with life anymore. Like what happened to all of my dreams? Where did they go? And not having a sense of direction anymore. All of that started around the time of his death. Like after his death. So the second stage is the crisis period. This stage typically involves some examination of your doubts, relationships, values, and a sense of self. If you don't like what you discover, you may feel lost and uncertain and try to reshape your life by exploring new passions, identities, and sexual or romantic connections. Wow. Isn't this all what I just described about that I was going to minus the sexual part? <laughs> but this is all what I just described I was going through. So I'm definitely in the crisis period. So I know what triggered it. Now it's confirming that I'm in the crisis and I, I'm still in it. I'm working my way through it, but I'm definitely still in it. Like up to like last week, I was still like, I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a problem, but I don't know how I'm going to get through this. So it suggests that the third step is resolution. The crisis, so to speak, generally ends when you feel more comfortable with yourself and begin to accept, perhaps even welcome what life has in store. And I'm getting there, but it's, it takes time with everything in life, it takes time. Like when we learn about our our diagnosis of having HSV2, it takes time to process. You know, it takes time to get past that crisis mode of how is this going to affect the rest of my life? Things are never going to be the same. It takes time to learn what this newness is and how to maneuver through this newness. So the same thing that I've been preaching about with accepting herpes, I have to now accept that, yeah, I didn't accomplish those dreams, but that doesn't mean my life is over. That means that I can start to discover new dreams or even explore the possibility of still fulfilling the dreams that I had before, but just in a different way. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where I am now. Like at times I'm still in panic. I'm still in crisis mode, but I'm learning to kind of calm that down and say, you know what? It's not as bad as it seemed. It's not as bad as the scene. Yeah, I didn't get to accomplish those things. Yeah, I don't have any kids. Yeah, I'm still not married, but I'm still blessed. There's so many things that I can be thankful for. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that 
I've been able to accomplish that I've diminished because I'm thinking about all of the things that I haven't done. You know what I'm saying? And that it's the same thing with the herpes. Like when I, when I talk about you're so much more than herpes, it's the same principle that I'm now having to re-preach to myself, but just in a different scenario. So yeah, so that's where I am now. And, um, I'm working through it. So y'all be patient with me. Okay. Um, so the article continues to go on and say, you might feel tempted to ignore your frustrations and hope that it goes away, but pushing these feelings aside usually doesn't help much. Instead, take stock of, of specific concerns by talking with loved ones or keeping a daily journal, which is what I'm doing. You can also begin the process of self-discovery by pondering open-ended questions like, when do you feel most satisfied or content? For me, it's when I'm being creative, whether it's painting, whether it's writing. I love to write. I don't do it as much as I I should, but I love to write. Singing, I'm always singing. And this, these things allow me to be expressive. I'm a Pisces, so I'm a, I'm a creative being. So doing something creative, it, it, it triggers those, um, those happy feelings, right? So then it asks, who do you enjoy spending time with? Right now, I'm not in a relationship, but I enjoy spending time with my little sister. We've been doing a lot of things together now that she lives in Charlotte with me. Um, so we've been going to a lot of the games, like the Panthers games, just this past weekend or Sunday, we went to a Hornets game where we lost, (laughs) um, even doing like little things like going shopping, going out to eat. I just enjoy being with her. And I know that her time with me is limited because my house is just a transition period for her moving into this city. Eventually she will move out on her own. So while I have her with me, I'm enjoying the time that we share together. Um, It goes on to ask, what gives my days meaning and purpose? Well, y'all know the answer to that. It's you guys. (laughs) You guys give me my life meaning and purpose. Not just my day, but my life meaning and purpose. Doing these episodes, interacting with you all, getting your emails, getting your messages. it It really shows me that what I've been through was all for a purpose and it was a purpose of helping others to get through on the other side of where I am now my charge to you is if you've ever experienced what I'm going through now please hit me up at yahirajoneshope at gmail.com give me some words of encouragement to get past this what is what is it called um I don't want to say the other word but what is it called age relate age related distress to get past this age related distress send me some info or some words of of encouragement knowledge to help me get past this this part of my life um and lastly it says how do you take what wait a minute how do i take care of my own needs is the last question and right now it's it's that i'm learning that it's okay to go through this Um, And that not being strong all the time, you know, I don't have to be strong all the time, Um, which is a hard thing to unlearn. Like once I've been, you know, strong for so long, it's hard for me not to have a need to be 
strength all the time. You know, not to be the strength for everyone, but to be vulnerable when I'm feeling vulnerable and asking for help when I need help. That's hard to do. That's hard to unlearn because I was always kind of like that being strong thing is that you're seeking things yourself, looking for answers yourself instead of asking for what you need trying to figure it out and not asking for it. That's what that strength is. And that's the disadvantage sometimes of being the strong one is that you feel, you know, that nobody can handle. You're the one that's the bearer. You don't want to be a burden to anyone else. So you don't ask for what you need. So I think for that part, I'm going to actually need some type of therapy or counseling Um, to help with that because I realized that that whole strength thing, being the superhero all the time, is a mask. It is. It's a mask and because I don't have to be strong. That's not what God made me to be. He didn't make me to be strong in everything. Maybe strong in some things, but not strong in everything. Like, I have to be able to take help from people. And the fact that I feel that I don't have that, that I'm not able to because I'm not surrounded by the right people is a problem. You know, it's a problem. So I have, I need some help with peeling back the layers of why that is. Why do I always have to be the strong one? So I know that this is a little bit different from what I normally do. This is not a herpes topic, but herpes isn't the only thing that we deal with, right? This is, we deal with a lot of stuff. And so on this episode, I just wanted to be vulnerable and share with you why I have been absent and what I've been going through. And in turn, sharing with you guys is therapy for me. I mean, even with starting dating with herpes, sharing was always therapeutic. It was like a release for me. So I I came to share with you this, hoping that it will provide the same release for me. And um, at the same token, if it helps somebody else who may be going through the same thing and they may be thinking that they're the only ones going through this, honey... I'm right here with you, going through it, haven't surpassed it or haven't gotten to the other end. I'm in the thick of it right now. <laughs> I'm going through it also. So I hope this helps. Um, again, I am your girl, Yahira Jones. You can always reach me by emailing me at Yahira Jones Hope. That is Y A H I R A J O N E S H O P E at gmail.com you can also press the message button on whatever streaming platform you're listening to this podcast on to send me a message that way keep in mind though when you do send me a message that way i am not able to respond it's just for viewing purposes so the best way is to email me at your jones hope at gmail.com um you can also join our dwh community on facebook and to my dwh community i'm sorry this is why I've been absent. This is why I haven't been on there. I haven't been on there just like I haven't been posting new episodes. 
but I will be back on there. Hopefully you guys haven't abandoned the group, <laughs> but, um, this is the reason why, but you can join DWH. It's a great community. I don't know if it's been as interactive cause I haven't been on there. So, but, um, yeah, you can join and, um, the commercial that I have in this episode will give you the instructions of how to join the DWH community on Facebook. As always, I pray that this um, episode was inspirational and informative. Keep your girl up in your prayers, please, (laughs) Uh, because this is different for me. But as always, be safe and God bless.